the Capital One Quicksilver card, which makes you the hero of every purchase. With Quicksilver, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere. I wanted running music, but unlimited 1.5% cash back is pretty heroic. Good instincts. Every hero needs a theme song. The Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-306-8158 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-306-8158. That's 800-306-8158. What do you have to lose? Call 800-306-8158. Again, 800-306-8158. Since 1933, Envision has been a part of the Wichita community, serving people who are blind or visually impaired and their families. From employment opportunities to child development, rehabilitation, research, and crucial programs for all ages. This year, we celebrate our 90th birthday. We invite you to join our year-long celebration of 90 years of envisioning the possibilities. Visit EnvisionUs.com to wish us a happy birthday and join us in continuing the mission. 100% of your gift directly impacts Envision's programs and services. Thank you, Wichita. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. I, I told y'all before the season, we got, Co- we got Coach Andy Reid, we got guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. We're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Coach Reid, there's some reports out there that you might retire. I, I think I'm going to hang around. Uh, I'm not going to say dynasty yet. We're not done. So I'm not going to say dynasty yet. When you want the latest on your favorite teams, Tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. I'm Christine Lisi. After he completes his contract buyout with the Jazz, guard Russell Westbrook plans to sign with the Clippers, reports ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. The chance to compete for a championship and remain in L.A., playing a significant part in Westbrook's decision. There's a lot to love about Westbrook and the Clippers for first take host Stephen A. Smith. With his athleticism, his fire, the fire in his belly, his athleticism, his passion for the game, his reliability to show up in uniform on a night-in, night-out basis. And you're talking about that along with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. ESPN's Tim Bontemps reporting Bucks star power forward Giannis Antetokounmpo is scheduled to be in New York today to undergo further testing on his injured right wrist. NHL, the Islanders taking a major injury hit during their playoff push. Center Matthew Barzell, second on the team in points, out indefinitely with a lower body injury. New York currently holds the second and final wild card spot in the East. Soccer, Liverpool owner John Henry ruling out the sale of the club is seeking investment instead. Coming up Tuesday, I'll tell you why the last 23 games of the Lakers season will define Anthony Davis' future. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPN News. You're listening to The Pulse with Pat Strothman. 
on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Small town, big dreams, and a young boy the age of 15 had a premonition his city would get seen. Now I'm winning, get sheen in the city of the home of our What's up, Wichita? Good Monday afternoon to you all. Hope you had a terrific weekend. Certainly was a good one for two teams in the Sunflower State when it comes to college basketball. First weekend with no NFL action. But, hey, how about the XFL? No, we're not going to spend more than two seconds talking about the XFL here on the show. But, hey, there was some football this past weekend. It just wasn't the National Football League. Still, though, college basketball was a blast, and we'll talk about that and so much more right here on The Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. You can find us in a couple other ways. In addition to finding us on the radio dial on 92.3, you can stream us from your favorite smart speaker, Tell your smart speaker to tune into ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. You can also stream us on your smartphone. You can download the TuneIn app. That's a pretty simple way to do it. But if you want, if you don't want to put on another app to your phone, I get it, space or whatever, you can always stream us by opening up your favorite internet browser, typing in ESPNWichita.com. We also have a podcast page on there as well, in addition to Spotify and Apple Music. I'm Pat Strothman. Producing is Jack Johnson. He's back in the saddle. We'll talk to him here in just a little bit. You can talk to him right now if you'd like. You can give us a call at 316-669-4996. 316-669-4996. If you don't want to call, if you don't want your voice to go out over the airwaves, that's cool. We can hide your voice, but we can still share your opinion if you text us at 316-247-0923, 316-247-0923, KU wins, K-State wins, Eric Bieniemy to Washington, a big weekend for Wichita States in terms of two spring teams. Whatever you want to talk about, fire away on our text line, 316-247-0923. Or you can tweet ESPN Wichita, Pat Strothman, Johnny J underscore 15, or you can message us on Facebook, ESPN Wichita 92.3. Your lineup for today, coming up in 20 minutes, was that a must win for K-State on Saturday? Taking on Iowa State, a ranked Cyclones team, was that a must win for K-State? We'll answer that question while also breaking down the game. Coming up in 20 minutes after that, we'll have our best body shot best of the week. And I thought I was going to talk about these two things involving Wichita State at 245. But really, we found so many other performances to talk about. So we're going to take those two things about Wichita State and make that into a segment at 325. What a weekend for one player in particular for Wichita State Athletics. Before then at 3.02, now what for the Kansas City Chiefs? Eric Bieniemy is now a Washington commander. That was late news. As soon as we got done at Rainier Arms Firearms Academy, 
That was the news that took place immediately following the completion of the show. So we didn't have a chance to give you our thoughts on that. I mean, we kind of did, but we kind of didn't. So we'll get into it at 3.02, and then at 3.45, a Mount Rush for Monday with Jack Johnson. That is our lineup card for today. It's the Pulse on ESPN, Wichita 92.3 FM. It's February 20th, 2023. Glad to have you here on the show. Jack, before I take a step further, I'm going to add to I'm old Jack's young, if that's okay with you. Maybe it's not okay with you. Maybe I don't have to ask you for approval. It's probably more so Shane Dennis, because I'm taking his segment and bleeding it into the very first segment here on the show. This past weekend, I got a surprise from my parents. They came down to Wichita at the last possible second, and we were able to make it work. We had a great dinner on Friday, enjoyed each other's company on Saturday, in addition to yesterday. Well, today... I'm old Jack's Young, Shane's old Jack's Young, whatever you want to call it. February 20th, on this day, my mom was born. Happy birthday, Mom. I don't know if she's listening to the show. She is retired. She very well could be. Or she could be just, I don't know, enjoying her time doing something other than listening to her baby boy (laughs) here on the radio. A happy birthday to my mom. It was great seeing her this past weekend. And I was telling Jack off air, we ended up purchasing a crib this past weekend, which that's just crazy to think about. (laughs) There's so many things involving babies, man. It's so overwhelming. So overwhelming. But we're not going to talk about that. We'll talk about KU here shortly. Jack, how did everything go on Friday? You went down to Texas, right? Was it Dallas? Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, we, well, it's about, um, an hour from Dallas in Sherman, Texas. Ah, Sherman. Door. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. All smoothly. How'd that though. go? Yeah, all good. Easy trip. Was a fun, was a fun time, but, uh, always had to get back, back, I back up on the saddle for Monday. We drove, uh, back last night around 4.30 or 5, so we got in pretty late, uh, around 11.30 or 12. So, all so you considered drove. Very smooth. We did. You yes. drove and you didn't fly. That is true. Yes, had to drive. That's interesting. You had to drive. You didn't have the option to fly. Uh, no, no. Uh, tickets are too expensive to fly. Didn't really want to have to worry about a, a car to rent a car or have somebody come pick us up. So, six and a half hour drive. Jack spent. Jack spent the money on uh, on concerts here in 2023. Yes. You can't yes. be. Using that money for flights from Kansas City to Dallas, he can't be doing that. No, no, got to save up. So yeah, d- drove, <laughs> drove the six and a half. You met your lady's family for the first time. I did. Yes, yes. All. all How'd thing- that go? <laughs> good, fantastic. Good. Yeah. No, all good. Okay. Sorry, I'm diving a little bit too deep. No. I think Jack's laughing because he's just like, stop asking me these personal questions, you, you dingling. No, all good. No, it's all all smooth, all smooth. Uh, yeah, boyish charm I have clearly paid off. So, <laughs> were you nervous? No, not really. I okay. I I pretty easy family to to open up to or to to meet for the first time. They're all very talkative, all very nice. So that always plays into your favor. <laughs> okay. 
And Jack's like, move on, man. Just move on to the actual sports here. Stop talking about this. That moment can be a little nerve-wracking, so I only ask because I care. Just want to make sure you had yourself a blast and you you didn't send them links to uh, our podcast no. where <laughs> it's me talking about Jack supposedly wanting a shot of tequila and a smoke break every other five minutes. What would you say? Ban delinquent. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a degenerate, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, if they listen to the show, that would be damning for Jack Johnson. <laughs> Although that stuff I say, not remotely true. Not remotely true. All right, let's get into some sports. I'm glad you had a good time down in Sherman. Glad things went well. I thought about asking another question and taking another step further to really make you feel uncomfortable. We're not going to do that, though. We're going to dive into what really made me feel uncomfortable was watching Kansas and Baylor because, man, Baylor put on a clinic there in the first half, and I had to go broadcast a game on Saturday night at Friends University. So I had that to deal with, but I'm watching things unfold, and I'm thinking, well, here's TCU Part 2 inside Allen Fieldhouse. You thought that Baylor would just run away and just cruise to what would be a potential – 20-point blowout win against Kansas. And at that point, you'd probably be thinking, well, maybe Kansas isn't going to win a Big 12 championship. Keontae George was on fire. LJ Cryer was also making shots for the Baylor Bears. You also had a great performance from Adam Flagler. Those three guys, guard play is a wonderful thing. And those guys were stroking it to begin with. 52% from the field in the first half, 9 of 14 from deep, 4 of 6 from the free throw line. Baylor putting on a clinic. Meanwhile, Kansas is 37% from the floor, just 1 of 11 from deep for 9%. Kansas down by 13 and a half. They trailed by as many as 17. And then I had to hop in a car, and then I drove to friends, and then I got settled in for the broadcast. I heard the start to the second half, and I'm thinking, okay, here we go. Kansas is starting to figure some stuff out. And then I turn my attention to getting ready for the broadcast, and next thing you know, I look up the final score, and I see a 16-point win for Kansas over Baylor. 87-71 to being the final. I don't know too many teams that have the ability to go from being down 17 to winning by 16. But I guess that also could be the magic of Allen Fieldhouse. Or it could be the fact that Kansas decided to lock up in the second half. Now, in the first half, Baylor was making absolutely everything. There were some tough shots that were made. And really, Baylor got the fortunate bounce in the first half. Baylor was out-rebounded in the game, 35-32. In the first half, they really benefited from offensive rebounds. They pulled down 10 in total. They ended up with 11 second-chance points. It felt like way more than that. But there to begin with, you saw a couple of offensive rebounds for Baylor that led to wide-open triples. It put Kansas in a, in a tough spot because the rotations just weren't there for the Kansas defense. 
And there were also times to where Kansas would turn the ball over, Baylor would go the other way, and there would be a you know there would be a bucket, or maybe it was it would be a miss for Kansas that would be a long rebound for Baylor, or maybe a gamble from Grady Dick or someone else, and then you would just see the ball get rotated and it goes to a wide open guy for a wide open shot, which of course Baylor was able to hit in the first half. Felt like Kansas just simply didn't get the right bounce in the first 20 minutes of play. That really hurt KU. And that's why Baylor was able to get in such a rhythm early. And I thought, man, if Baylor's going to be in this type of offensive zone, then yeah, good night, Kansas. Now, you knew that Kansas would have a punch, and Kansas did. Kansas did have a punch there in that second half. But the one thing that they really changed... They were able to lock up Baylor in the second half. They decided to extend the defense a little further. And I would imagine Bill Self challenged those guys and basically basically said, look, look here, this is what I need you to do. Go out there, lock up, or you can kiss the Big 12 championship goodbye. Although at the end of the day, Bill Self is probably more so focused on March Madness and the postseason run then rather than a Big 12 regular season championship. But still, you still want to win it. KU, Baylor, both tied at the top of the standings there. So it was a big game for Kansas and Baylor. Kansas was able to answer in the second half, and it was all because of the defense. The defense locked up Baylor. Bears were just 1 of 11 from beyond the arc, 36% from the floor. Kansas, meanwhile, Lit up Baylor, 63% shooting from the floor, 5 of 10 from beyond the arc, 12 of 13 from the free throw line. Kansas just became the aggressor in the second half. And I got to say, this Kansas team, you know, maybe I'm, I'm off base saying this, and, and maybe it'll be blown up tonight when Kansas takes on TCU on the road. But I like to think that Kansas is learning from earlier mistakes. And I feel like Bill Self does a tremendous job of getting his team to truly understand that. That's why Bill Self's a Hall of Fame coach. He's going to get his players to understand, hey, remember what happened last time when you're getting lit up like this against TCU? Yeah, you couldn't play a lick of defense, you couldn't do this, so on and so forth. Kansas was able to make up for it in this game against Baylor. And now we'll see what they do tonight against TCU and a revenge game with Mike Miles being back for TCU. Now, the difference between TCU and Baylor, TCU, I would argue, is a team that, that's better at the rim, finishing, getting points to the paint. Baylor, not necessarily that type of team. Baylor is a team that's going to rely on on jumpers, and look, that's why they were able to build such a big lead is because they were able to hit jumpers left and right, and then they got cold in the second half because Kansas was able to lock up. TCU is going to be much more of a challenge because I think there's more balance there with TCU. If TCU makes three-pointers tonight, it could be a problem for Kansas. But I feel like Kansas, you look at these guys, and Dewan Harris scored 14 in this game. K.J. Adams scored 17. Kevin McCuller had nine, which not a double-digit performance, but Bobby Pettiford and Ernest Uday Jr., those guys were 
a combined four for four with ten points. Coming off the bench, you're starting to see some some more production elsewhere outside of just Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick, who, by the way, scored 16 points, but he needed 18 shots to get to 16 points. Could you imagine if he was 10 of 18 from the floor? And all of a sudden, this Kansas team puts probably 100 on the board against Baylor, a team that's not very good offensively, but still. It's a team that is awfully impressive, a team that started 0-3 in Big 12 play and still finds itself in contention late here in the Big 12 season. Jalen Wilson, 21 points, 13 rebounds. No surprise there from him. But Juan Harris and K.J. Adams, those two guys combined for 31 points. And they were combined 11 of 14 from the field. K.J. Adams making free throws 7 of 9 for the foul line. Juan Harris adding 9 assists. He had just one turnover. And by the way, Kansas only had a total of four turnovers in the game. I don't think Baylor really brings that pressure defensively, just the way they guard, so maybe that's not that big of an accomplishment. But this is a team that has had its issues of turning the ball over. And they only gave the ball up four times in this one against the Baylor Bears. Just feel like this is a Kansas team. We This is why Bill Self so good. Bill Self is a Hall of Fame coach for a reason. He gets these guys to play at their very best going into uh, the postseason tournament. Now, we still have a little ways to go, and it continues tonight with Kansas being on the road in Fort Worth taking on TCU. You're seeing this Kansas team just learn from previous mistakes, and that's what coaching is really all about. Juan Harris, too, by the way. I believe it was our guy on our sister station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Curtis Seabolt, he noted that the impressive streak continues for Dewan Harris. Kansas is now 21-0 when Dewan Harris scores at least four points. <laughs> And they've now won 31 straight going back to last season. Their last loss was February 7th of last year at Texas. <laughs> I know there's some people probably getting annoyed with some that stat, but really it's incredible when Dewan Harris wants to be aggressive. This team just goes to another level. He truly is the catalyst for this team. Kansas flips the script and boat races Baylor in the second half, scoring 55 points while holding Baylor to 26 in an 87-71 win inside Allen Fieldhouse. Just simply incredible. Jack, did you have a chance to watch that game, or were you too busy doing other stuff? No, I did get a chance to watch this game, and I don't know if you can find a more impressive half of basketball from Kansas in the last hell five to ten years. I know you could bring up maybe the second half against North Carolina in the national championship or maybe the Elite Eight game against Miami both last year. But I think there there are different scenarios in that. And I think of course in the national championship that's the biggest stage you can be at. The Elite Eight against Miami. I think it was a Miami team playing with house money and it was also a Carolina team that 
being a nine seed, was playing a little bit with house money. You were playing a Baylor team that was arguably as hot as anybody else in the country, couldn't miss in the first half. They led by 17, and not only do you erase that deficit in under six minutes, you find a way to blow them away. I mean, you demolish them in the second half, winning by 17 points. And I think there were a handful of times in that second half where Baylor would either turn the ball over and it was just automatic on the other end. It didn't matter where Kansas was shooting the ball from. It was going in. I mean, we've said this before about this Kansas team. When they're playing that well, when they're that balanced, there's really nobody in the country that can beat them. The problem is, at least if you're Kansas, that is a rare occurrence that Kansas can play that well. And hell, you can say that for a lot of teams in college basketball. You rarely play that well at all over the course of an entire season. And the way Kansas looked in the second half, I don't want to go out in front and say that they are going to repeat as national champions, but if they play like that even twice in the NCAA tournament for a half a play, they're going to have a damn good chance at it because there was nobody in the country that could have beaten them in the second half, and that was because Jalen Wilson got involved. He was being aggressive on the glass. We saw Dewan Harris start taking more shots from outside. Grady Dick was getting more confident, getting more aggressive. K.J. Adams was back to the non-conference version of K.J. Adams. Even off the bench, you got production from Bobby Pettiford and Ernest Uday. I mean, I'm watching that game, and I'm going, nobody in their right mind could have predicted this type of second half. I thought Kansas would come back and make it close. I did not expect them to win by 17 points. I just think that is the most absurd fact of this game was Baylor wasn't some team like like an Oklahoma State or West Virginia or Texas Tech that got out in front by 15 or 17 and then you knew they'd maybe tail off toward the end. This was Baylor. Uh, Baylor was tied atop the first place standings, or they were tied to first place atop the Big 12 standings. That was not some cakewalk type of performance. You were going to get the best version of Baylor. They got it in the first half and credit the KU's defense. They overwhelmed them in the second half. I mean, it wasn't close. Baylor sort of crumbled under the Allen Fieldhouse environment. And we've seen that happen before to Baylor teams, but it just goes to show you that over the course of Bill Self's tenure at Kansas, there's a reason only two coaches have been able to sweep them in the regular season, being Mike Boynton and then Shaka Smart in 2022-21 in the COVID year. Which is still wild to think Mike Boynton is on that list. <laughs> like, of all people, it's Mike Boynton. It's interesting. Guy can certainly recruit X's and O's, I think. I just don't think he's a good coach, but still, there's some people that w- that would make the argument that he's not. Anywho, that's we're not going to continue down that path. The one thing I did during the game on Saturday, and so, yeah, we talk about gambling here on the show. We're going to do it again. I was able to lay down two parlays on Saturday. One involved K-State which we'll talk about here shortly. And another one involved just Kansas. There was a little bit of a boost. So I was like, all right, I'll take advantage of both these, and I'll cover my bases here. No matter what, I'm going to win some money. Well, then when Kansas fell behind so far, I'm like, okay, well, this is great. I'm going to hop on the money line because it's Allen Fieldhouse. Let's go ahead and do it. See what happens. Then when I see the final score, I'm like, okay, cha-ching. Because at the end of the day, it's it's Kansas and now Fieldhouse, which is why it it could be just it, it could that's why it's such a, a problem for opposing teams when they go in there. Kansas, no matter what, doesn't matter what the score is at the half; they just seem to find ways to get the win, and that's exactly what took place on Saturday. And it all started defensively, but this team, I'm I'm not going to say this team's going to repeat as a national. Champion, because so much can happen. And I think with them, 
And it's not like they shot all that well on Saturday, too, from beyond the arc. They were 6 of 21 from deep. That's the one thing that I think that really could hurt them in the national tournament is if you're not on. Can you find a way to grind out a win? And turns out that this team, I would say, can find a way to grind out wins. It just depends on the matchup, though. If there's a team that's super, super big, then I think that could be a little bit of an issue for Kansas in the long run. But if K.J. Adams and Dewan Harris, if they both play this way, they're not going to average 14, 15 points per game down the stretch here for KU. We've been saying this a long time. But if you're going to see other guys like Ernest Uday Jr. and Bobby Pettiford just give you something, if they average six points per game off the bench, if Joseph Yosefu, Ernest Uday Jr., and Bobby Pettiford, if that's your bench and they average 10 to 15 points per game, I know that doesn't seem like a whole heck of a lot, but for this Kansas team, it feels like you're getting 30 points off the bench. And I think tonight, I think this is the key for Kansas. It's Ernest Uday Jr. that's going to be key tonight against TCU. Because the one thing TCU does so well is TCU is is really good around the rim. They're really good at finishing. The one thing that really killed Kansas in the first go-around up and down Fieldhouse was the fact that TCU couldn't miss from beyond the arc. Kansas can't let them get comfortable from deep like what we saw in the first go-around up in Lawrence. TCU, 21st in adjusted defensive efficiency. They are great at assist rate. They're at 59%, which is number 22 in the country. TCU also ranks 38th in the nation in two-point percentage at 54.4%. That's got to be the the key tonight. And with Ernest Uday Jr. starting to come along a little bit more, you're starting to get a little bit more of a post-presence on the defensive end. And with what TCU likes to do, it'll be key tonight in a big Monday showdown down in Fort Worth. And a lot of people riding off TCU. Look, Mike Miles is back, and he is certainly a game changer for TCU. TCU is coming off a 100-75 to win over Oklahoma State. Horn Frogs, they are a physical team that really hangs its hat on defense. But on the offensive side, they can make you pay around that rim. Kansas with Ernest Uday Jr., I think he could be key tonight. And I'd be curious to see how Kevin McCuller does. He was already gimpy in that game against Baylor. How does he feel after playing on Saturday and then playing two days later tonight on the road against TCU? It'll be a big game for sure as Kansas is looking to stay in the hunt for another Big 12 regular season championship. But Kansas certainly took a big step forward on Saturday as they thumped Baylor. After trailing by 17, they went 87-71. to All right, later on, best body shot, best of the week. But coming up next, Kansas State gets out of a slump. Was that a must-win for K-State? We'll talk about that next here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. This is The Pulse on Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. 
Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. It's true for the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about 500 bucks a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate when compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members now. They've shared over four billion in medical bills. So yeah, they can handle your bills too. And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, before November 30th, they will waive your new member fee. So you're going to save even more. MediShare is the gold standard in healthcare sharing and joining right now makes a lot of sense. Again, pay no new member fees if you join now and start enjoying great savings and a great way to handle your health care. Call now, 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. According to a new national survey, most people prefer to stay in their homes as they age. In order to do so and as their health care needs change, many will need at-home health care options to keep them healthy and keep them at home. Yet most adults age 50 and older have not considered the type of care they may need that would enable them to age at home. Now is the time to research the care you want while you're in good health. First, research the home care options available in your community. There may be government programs that can help, including PACE and LIFE state-based Medicare programs. Talk to your family about your wishes and where you'd like to receive care. Keep talking with your doctor about your health and consider the finances of long-term care and the assistance programs available. Keeping seniors at home is a win-win for patients, doctors, and healthcare facilities. Receiving care at home has proven to result in a better quality of life and better health outcomes. This survey and message are sponsored by Cross Country Workforce Solutions Group, the nation's leading provider of in-home clinical and non-clinical care for aging seniors. Hey, I'm Jackie, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit is the chicken. It is golden brown, so juicy, so delicious. It's the perfect savory start to my day. Hey, I'm Matt, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit is the freshly baked, flaky, buttery biscuit. When I take a bite, it's kind of like, you know, crispy, soft, crispy. Crispy outside, soft interior, crispy chicken. There's really nothing like it. Start your day with the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit, available on the Chick-fil-A app. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials. Every day, more sports fans are finding Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3. You can listen to the latest local sports right here. And now, you can share your thoughts with us 24-7. Just text 316-247-0923. Want to share your thoughts with the Shane Dennis Show or the Pulse with me, Pat Stropman? Put the new text line in your phone right now. 316-247-0923. Well, we went a little long there on KU and Baylor, but don't you worry. We will talk K-State here shortly. Coming up, Best Body Shop, Best of the Week. Some big-time performances to highlight, and then in hour number two, Eric Bieniemy is now a Washington commander. We will also give you a Wichita State recap from this past weekend. Thought about trying to squeeze it in to our Best Buy Shop, Best of the Week segment, but no, we are going to spend some time on that in hour number two instead, because one player in particular basically deserves 20 minutes to herself, if you will. 
And then at 345, we'll have a Mount Rushmore Monday with Jack Johnson. Kansas State, the Wildcats. They hosted number 19 Iowa State on Saturday. And going into the game, K-State in a little bit of a slump. First half, you can see Kansas State struggling as Iowa State led by 8, 31-23 at the break. But K-State dominated the rest of the way. Marquise Noel, a big reason for that. 18 of his 20 points coming in the second half as Kansas State got the win over the Cyclones, 61-55. Jack and I, we hate using the term must win because mathematically, technically, Kansas State has a shot at winning a Big 12 championship. You heard that correctly. (laughs) Mathematically, K-State can still get there. Now, everything has to happen. If you are the ultimate optimist (laughs) for K-State, you're holding on to this. But there is a path of K-State to land the number one seed in the Big 12 tournament. They have to win all four remaining games – KU loses tonight to TCU and at Texas. Texas loses both road games at Baylor and TCU. Iowa State also loses a game. In this scenario, the Cats would be a combined 4-2 and two against Texas, Kansas, and Baylor, which would give them the tiebreaker atop the league. You heard that correctly. K-State still has a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yes, there is, if you're a Wildcats fan. This was really a must-win game for K-State just to try to shake out of this slump. It's going to do K-State wonders because you – I don't care about the Big 12 championship. I'm not worried about that. I just threw that out there just to be you know, a little, little funny because, yeah, K-State still has a shot to actually be the number one seed in the Big 12 tournament. But they just need the win just to get that confidence back up, get that swagger back a little bit. Because we're starting to see these teams, I think the one thing about K-State, you can say this about KU, I guess, because teams have really done a good job of keying on certain players for Kansas. Jalen Wilson's going to do his thing. But if you limit Grady Dick and limit some of these other guys, Darewan Harris to shoot, then, yeah, that's the strategy to beat Kansas. I think teams are really keying on K-State and really the two players, Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson, and basically daring those other guys to do something. Desi Sells, Cam Carter, Ish Masood, David Gasson, Naquan Tomlin. Someone's got to do something for Kansas State. I think teams are really keying on Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel, and Marquise Noel in the first half against Iowa State only had two points. So Iowa State did a good job to contain him. But then in the second half, he was able to take matters into his own hands, and he also got a little bit of help, too, elsewhere. It's not going to show up in the box score a whole heck of a lot, but just to, to get some points from Desi Sells and Cam Carter, because I feel like those two guys are going to have to be big going forward. And K-State also went smaller in this game. Ishmael ended up scoring nine points off the bench. That ended up being big for Kansas State as well, because every point was going to be big in that game with an Iowa State team that prides itself on defense. Well, K-State flashed its defensive prowess, if you will, 
as the Wildcats held Iowa State to just 22% from the field in the second half. Iowa State was 2 of 14 from beyond the arc. The Cyclones shoot 31% for the game, 5 of 27 from deep. K-State deserves a lot of credit for this. But also, K-State, something that we've talked about with this K-State team before, is this is a team that sometimes doesn't value the basketball. And I feel like with Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel, those are the two guys that get so much attention that sometimes they they rush things. Marquise Noel would try to go for a, a pass underneath, try to thread the needle in traffic, and it would be stolen away or maybe threw the ball out of bounds. Marquise Noel had a rough stretch there of turning the ball over. Keontae Johnson suffered from the turnover bug as well because those teams are understanding where the sweet spot is for Keontae Johnson. They understand the mid-range is really the place to be. The mid-range is where Keontae Johnson makes a living. So teams are starting to key on that a little bit more. And I think it's interesting, too, with Keontae Johnson as the season continues to move along. He hasn't played a, a full season in a couple of years, which you could imagine that it's starting to take a toll on his body a little bit as well. But Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson, those two guys had six of the 11 turnovers for K-State. The Wildcats hung on to the ball. Iowa State only got seven points off those miscues for Kansas State. And then that second half, the Cyclones, they went with that zone, that 1-3-1 zone, which can be tricky. But K-State showed a lot of patience. Something that I don't think we've seen from this K-State team in a little while, because as much as the, the Wildcats like to you know, put up points, they also like to run and gun like some of these other teams with Marquise Noel, Keontae Johnson. They like to take advantage of stuff in transition. They like to get those fast, breaks, fast break points. K-State was able to break down that 1-3-1, took its sweet time, and truly valued the basketball. That's what they did. They valued the basketball, which is why you only saw 11 turnovers in total for Kansas State in this game. Now, Iowa State, Cyclones were without Caleb Grill. He's been dealing with a, a back injury. So Iowa State certainly hurt from beyond the arc not having their top three-point shooter being available. But Kansas State was able to get Iowa State out of rhythm there in that second half. So good to see K-State get back to what they do really well. They guard the three-point line really well. So they were able to get back to that after being a little bit sluggish in that department. And then K-State also, when you're struggling, you got to make a little tiny switch. Just make a little bit of a switch to maybe get the team going once again. Well, the one thing that Jerome Tang did, he took Desi Sills, instead of keeping him being the sixth guy off the bench, he put him in the starting lineup. And I know it's not like Desi Sills went out there and scored 22 points, and that ended up being the biggest difference of the game. But sometimes just a tiny little switch can sometimes do the trick. And the reason why he had been coming off the bench well, Jerome Tang wanted him to come off the bench because 
He was trying to give Desi Sills a shot at winning the Big 12 Sixth Man of the Year award. And Jerome Tang was, you know, asked about Desi Sills being inserted into the starting lineup. And Jerome Tang said, well, he talked to the Big 12 basketball office and basically said, look, if, if Desi Sills starts a single game, would that take him away from being a contention for Sixth Man of the Year? And uh, Jerome Tang, this is what he had to say. He said, I actually checked with the Big 12 because I think Desi's the sixth man of the year in a conference. The kid at Texas is right there with him. I didn't want to cost Desi that. He has sacrificed for all of us all year long. He could have probably started a while ago, but I didn't want to cost him the opportunity to get that award, which I think it's very interesting that Jerome Tang would be caring about such a thing, but that's what also makes Jerome Tang different compared to some of the other coaches, which is why I also like Jerome Tank. So Desi Sills, the reason why he didn't start was because of that. Well, your team's in a rut, so what do you do? You take Desi Sills, put him in the starting lineup, you adjust the start of things a little bit, and you change the personnel. Sometimes that can do wonders for a team that's in a slump. And although Desi Sills didn't go out there and drop 22, I do like the starting five better for K-State with Desi Sills, Cam Carter, Marquise Noel, Naquan Tomlin, and Keontae Johnson. Desi Sills is an aggressive guy that likes to go to the rim. To have another guy out there to apply the the pressure in addition to Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel, I think that could do K-State wonders to open games. And then when you have Ish Pursuit coming off the bench, then you become a, a little bit longer when you take Camp Carter off or Desi Sills or whoever the guy that, that it's going to be. You go a little bit bigger with Ish Masood being that, that stretch four, and all of a sudden it allows Ish Masood to kind of go out there and be the, 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 the spark plug from deep, if you will, because teams are going to get used to Desi Sills and then being more aggressive by going to the rim. So now all of a sudden you have – Ishmael out there who can capitalize from beyond the arc, although he was one of five from deep. But still, Ishmael ended up being a pretty good off the bench with those nine points. And David Gasson, I know he only scored two, but David Gasson, in 12 minutes, he was one of two from the field. His plus minus was actually plus 11. So when he was on the floor, it was a good thing for Kansas State. Kind of like this rotation, a little bit better for Kansas State. And I'll be curious to see if the Wildcats can continue to, you know, get better with this new lineup on the floor, if you will, to open games and then to see Ishma Sood and them coming off the bench. I'll be curious to see if it sticks and it continues to do wonders for Kansas State. At the end of the day, Wildcats needed this one. It's technically not a must win. But it's almost a, a must-win just for the soul of K-State, if you will. Because the confidence there was starting to get a little shaky. Marquise Noel, Keontae Johnson noted it during a game not too long ago. Those are two guys who are sort of yelling at each other because they're both competitors. Well, those two guys, now that you get a win under your belt, now all of a sudden things just feel, feel better and it allows yourselves to just take a deep breather and realize that things are going to be okay. Nothing nothing fixes confidence 
quite like winning. And nothing can break confidence quite like losing. So to get this victory against Iowa State, this could do wonders for the K-State Wildcats going forward. Jack, did you have a chance to watch K-State, Iowa State? I, I did, and I think if you could pinpoint maybe the turning point, not only of this game, but maybe for the tail end of the schedule for Kansas State, I think it was right after Iowa State hit a three-pointer to go up 29-19. Jerome Tang took a 30-second timeout. And up to that point, I want to say the first 15 minutes of the game, it looked like the same old tired Kansas State team that had been fatigued in their two-game losing streak to Oklahoma and Texas Tech. And Iowa State was missing a few guys, and you're starting to go, man, what really is left in the tank with this Kansas State team? But whatever was said in that 30-second timeout, it probably saved what could have been a disastrous finish of the season for Kansas State. I mean, they still have to go to Morgantown. They still have to go to Stillwater. They have Baylor on Tuesday. And you didn't want to see this Kansas State team just completely free fall after starting 17-2. and And I think maybe the message in that 30-second timeout was, hey, keep this under 10, and then after halftime, we can make the adjustments, and we can go on a run. And that's exactly what this Kansas State team did. What I was even more impressed with is that they won that game by not having the greatest of performances, once again, from Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson. Yes, they both combined to have 35 points of the 61 that Kansas State had, but it wasn't really an efficient uh, 35 points, I would say. Marquise Noel had four turnovers, missed more than uh, he really made. Keontae Johnson, same exact thing. But the most important thing was they hit the big shots when it mattered most. And when they were trying to pull away from Iowa State, Keontae Johnson was very active down low. Uh, I also think that Naquan Tomlin had a couple of big makes in that game. And, you know, this Kansas State team, they're not as good as they were back when they were 17-2. and They faced more adversity. But boy, oh boy, that's about as big as a win you can get uh, against an Iowa State team that got the best of you in the first go-around. You lose that game on Saturday at home. I'm not having confidence that you beat Baylor on Tuesday. I'm not feeling really great you beat Oklahoma State in Stillwater or Morgantown. Those still, those things can still happen. But I think to get that 20th win, it pretty much solidifies the fact. And now this was not, not, not that there was any doubt about this uh, even at any point in this season, but it kind of solidifies the fact that you will be in the NCAA tournament. If you lost the rest of your games in the regular season, you still have 20 wins. And you have multiple quad one wins. You can rest up some guys in the Big 12 tournament. But yeah, also you pointed out at the beginning of the segment, there still is a pathway for this Kansas State team to get the number one overall seed in Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament. But first things first, they've taken care of business. They're 20-7. and seven. Big, big showdown tomorrow night. And if they didn't get that win against Iowa State on Saturday, I'm not sure what I'd be thinking about this Kansas State team as we were talking today. Yeah, and like I said, these, these teams, I know everyone adjusts to everyone else, right? Like Kansas teams are going to adjust a certain way to them, so on and so forth. But the good teams, they find a way to – to adjust to what teams are throwing at them. And I feel like with K-State, it, it's been it's been Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson. Teams are defending them. I think they've been figured out a little bit. So how do you go about combating that? Well, you do make things a little bit different by throwing in a, a, a guard instead of riding with Ishmael That might not seem like a lot to some people, but to me, I think it does change your mentality a little bit to begin the game because of how Desi Sills actually plays he's he's different than ish Masood, obviously in, t- in terms of body type but in terms of the way they play just to be a little bit more aggressive i think starting things faster and, and being a more aggressive team out the gate i think that would help them and then now it too but it gets some guys maybe in rhythm a, a little bit better too for that matter 
But the main thing is, at the end of the day, this K-State team, and really Kansas for that matter, those are two teams that need to value the basketball, and they both value the basketball on Saturday, and funny enough, they both win. I know it shouldn't be as simple as that, turnovers, but K-State did a good job in the second half against Iowa State against that 1-3-1 zone. Kansas, meanwhile, only had four turnovers. And both of them come out on top on Saturday. That's not the only category that they have to win, but to me, that's one of the most important categories for those two teams. And they were able to come out on top, both with big wins. Kansas, obviously, to stay on top of the league. And then, meanwhile, for K-State, now you got Baylor, you go to Oklahoma State, you host Oklahoma, you go to West Virginia. There's a good chance to where K-State can go 2-2, two and two, but now I feel like they could go 3-1 and one after getting that type of win on Saturday against the Cyclones. Hour number two, boy, we'll talk Kansas City Chiefs with uh, Eric Bieniemy going to the Washington Commanders. We'll also talk a little bit about Wichita State in the big weekend for two individuals. But coming up next, we do have to get to our best body shot, best of the week. That's next here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. You're tuned into The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. How do holiday grill masters take food from good to... Mm, wow. Kingsford 100% hardwood pellets. Made in the USA with North American ingredients and 100% natural hardwood blend, Kingsford wood pellets can be used on any pellet grill and add delicious, smoky wood flavor to any holiday meal. So look for Kingsford 100% hardwood pellets. Because with Kingsford, the holidays just taste better. Find at homedepot.com. The IRS, the world's most aggressive collection agency. They can seize your property, bank account, and garnish your wages. They cause sleepless nights for millions of Americans. Don't be one of them. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, get protected today. Call 800-312-9970. Coast One Tax Group, protecting your bank, home, and your sleep since 2008. With hundreds of five-star reviews and an A-plus on the Better Business Bureau. Call Coast One Tax Group, 800 800- 312-9970. Stanley from New York owed $93,000. The IRS placed a levy on his bank account. Coast One released the levy and settled with the IRS for $2,000. Mark in Michigan owed $225,000. After Coast One stepped in, Mark walked away paying less than $1,500. Call Coast One now. A 10-minute call can save you up to 93% on your back taxes. Get your fresh start today. That's 800-312-9970. The 2023 Envision Golf 4 Vision Tournament will be held on Thursday, May 11th at Teradyne Country Club. Come join us and our friends and partners as we help raise money for Envision's programs and services that promote independence and create opportunity for people of all ages who are blind or visually impaired. To sign up or sponsor the event, contact us at 316-440-1532 or visit golfforvision.com. We hope to see you May 11th for a day of golfing for Envision. Time to leave it all on the mat. For the fourth year in a row, the NAIA Wrestling National Championship is coming to Wichita March 3rd and 4th at Hartman Arena. 280 of the best collegiate wrestlers in the country will square off for team and individual national championships. This event is open to the public, and the championship session will be broadcast live on ESPN3. 
All session tickets are now on sale and single session tickets will be available the day of the event. For more information, visit visitwichita.com. Don't miss it. Here in Manhattan, every man is a wildcat. Into the corner for three. Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Join us for the start of a new era. Our next head basketball coach at Kansas State University, Jerome Tang. Be a part of the wildcat journey all season long on your home for Kansas State basketball. Tuesday, Kansas State faces Baylor. Hear the tip-off at 6 on the home of the Wildcats, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Hour number one, almost over. It's the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Let's dive right into our Best Body Shop Best of the Week. Best Body Shop at Wichita.com. Visit their work on there. You can also see what they do in person at their shops at 10817 West Kellogg Drive in Wichita. They also have a great Facebook page. They do a great they do a great job with their social media. So feel free to go and check them out. Clay and the gang, they're awesome people. So if you need some body shop work to be done, they are the place to go. Well, I was going to uh, Talk some Wichita State stuff here during the Best Body Shop Best of the Week, but we're going to save that for 325. Instead, let's focus on some other stuff. We were tagged on social media, on Twitter, by one individual. And if you want to make suggestions for Best Body Shop Best of the Week, feel free to do it by tagging ESPN Wichita or Pat Strothman. Kobe Smith of Andover Central Boys Basketball he is a 1,000-point career scorer. Congratulations to him for doing that. On Saturday, I was at Friends University calling the game between Friends and Southwestern. And Southwestern's Kevin Clark, a guy who was at Arc City, went to Cali. Now he's at Southwestern. Jack, I don't know if I've ever seen a 40-point game when I was broadcasting but Kevin Clark came pretty darn close to doing that. He had 39 points in a win over Friends on Saturday. It was just impressive to watch him. And then elsewhere for basketball, Brooke Walker, going back down to the high school ranks, she scored 26 points to lead Andover to a win over Andover Central. Big rivalry game there, 59-45. to And here we are getting ready for the month of March. So we're starting to see some postseason tournaments. But we have states coming up here before too long. And we have girls wrestling that's just around the corner. Regional action took place this past weekend. Want to highlight Leanna Landreth, a sophomore at Mulvane. She's a 115-pound wrestler. She's undefeated. And she is going to state. Also, Wichita North as a team finished runner-up in team standings with 135 points in the regional there. Larissa Garcia is now 35-5 on the year. High school girls wrestling. Starting to get bigger and bigger. That's her best body shot, best of the week. 10817 West Kellogg Drive in Wichita or best body shop in Wichita.com. Don't go anywhere. More of the polls straight ahead. Here on ESPN Wichita. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.